You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're talking about kids and screens. We'll share the ways our kids are currently using screens and what our screen time rules are. Plus, we'll talk about how we evaluate new media apps and tech. We'll swap our favorite recommendations and share kids screen time fails. But first, what's been happening around your neighborhood? Okay, so I took the girls to the aquarium as an early birthday celebration for Julia. She's still obsessed with sharks. So I took them to the aquarium and I purposely planned it for when school was like here, public school was in like the last week. Cause I'm like, surely there won't be a lot of field trips that last surely as they're just doing like class parties. No one would do that. Oh, I promise you multiple kindergartners did that. Why? And I just really was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. Oh, and, and were, I just looked at the mob. Like the eyes. Yes. And-, and it was actually, f- I was like, just let them blow past. Cause you know, they all come in at once and they're trying to kind of stay together right. in a herd. And so I'm like, just move to the side. Right. Just wait it out. Cause you know, they don't even actually look at any of the exhibits. They're mm-hmm. so wild and mm-hmm. like excited to be out of school. So it's like, my girls are actually at the age where they want to kind of, you know, look at where that fish is from or whatever. And Julia's really into the sharks. So I was like, just step aside. And I'm just looking at these parents wrangling this herd of cats and they all look sweaty and exhausted already. Like Their just from standing outside. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like already like, why did I sign up for this? And I'm like, I get it. I get oh, it from man. the teacher perspective. There's teachers just counting over and That's over right. and over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having such secondhand stress for you. Plus, like last time I had them at the aquarium, it was during COVID. You had to be there with masks. And we yes. had the place like basically to ourselves. Yes. So I'm like, ah, I forgot how people it is when the pandemic has calmed down. Like it's just so many people. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was slightly regretting that decision. But if I go in the summer, there's going to be a lot of people there right. too. So right. I don't know. Oh man, what an adventure. Well, I wanted to share that as the school year has ended, I have passed the baton on my PTSO responsibilities. Yes. That's our school PTA, and that is feeling really good. I I feel really proud of what I did and how I contributed this yeah. past year. I served as the secretary and also did the marketing. So yeah, like you designing really. the flyers and scheduling those, managing our social media accounts. It was actually a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I also just learned a good lesson. I'm surprised that I did not already know this lesson, but I'm glad to have learned it, that just really having a better understanding of the time that I actually have Mm -hmm. and what I have to give. And just, you can look at your calendar and see, oh, I have 12 hours or whatever it is of childcare. I should be able to do this little thing that probably will just take two hours a Mm -hmm. week. But then even just two hours when every hour that you have is, is so precious, like in these seasons where you just have to make the most of your time. Where you're literally paying for your time to be able to focus on something like that. And so that was just a very interesting insight. And like Mm -hmm. I said, lesson that I learned and I'm very glad to have learned and just like seeing my time in a different way. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that feels really good. There were other people willing to step up and take on those responsibilities. So feels good. Feels good to say no to that for next year. It does. Okay, let's get into our topic. So to start, tell me how your kids are using screens currently, what your screen time rules are, and maybe just generally how you're feeling about managing screens in your kids' lives. Okay, 
I feel like this is like a seven layer dip of it is great way of parenting. Yes. Like there's so many layers to it. Okay. So first of all, my kids were getting fairly mindless as was I with the use of screen time because it was such a convenient, like, especially when we were homeschooling, it was like, okay, we all need to just have our own space yeah. for a minute. Yeah. But I found myself not liking how I was being with them when we weren't doing school time and not liking how they, you know, I feel like if kids get too much screen time, there's like a lot of attitudes that develop and just like general crankiness Yes, because they need more than that, but it's like keeping them just busy enough. Mm -hmm. I also needed some additional incentivizing in our homeschool because Mm -hmm. we, it's just hard. You're the only, there's no like, I'm going to call your mom if you don't do your work. Like it's just, yeah. And my kids are pretty good about being intrinsically motivated, but we're having a lot of like, Second year, the novelty's worn off kind of pushback about mm-hmm. some homeschool things. So second semester, we implemented a token system. I got blank poker chips that are like four different colors on Amazon. And I wrote like 15, 30, 45, and 60. Mm. And they earn a 45-minute token every school day for like, you have done all your work and you've done it with a mostly good attitude. Okay. Not that we didn't have to have some conversations around yeah. the way, but there was no major issues. So they get that. And then they have to spend those if they want to use their iPad, if they want to use, like if they want to watch a show randomly, unless it's something we're doing as a family, like watching a movie Mm -hmm. or maybe like a, you know, cooking show or something after dinner together. If they just want it as like a way to use their free time, they have to use a token. Mm -hmm. So they end up kind of saving them up. I also have used it as like a caught you being good thing. Like I'll give them the 15 minute ones when it's like, Hey, you were super helpful bringing the groceries in. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Or if, if they, if I really see them going above and beyond, Mm -hmm. they also have challenge questions in their math curriculum. Uh And if, and the challenge, they really are challenging. Like I need help with the answer sheet. So I'm like, if you do them, you don't have to do them, but if you do them and you get them right, you get a 15 minute token for each one. So it gives them like enough that they'll try something harder, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not punitive if they don't get it. Okay. Um, I I love that. Can I ask in terms of like turning in the tokens Mm -hmm. and matching up the time that they're spending on screens? Okay. Yes. Tell tell me about that. What I've done is they have to go immediately give me a token. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'm just like, right. you're going to game the system. Right. So they have to, if they want to watch a show, mm-hmm. they have to go upstairs to their room, grab me a token okay. and bring it like physically to me. So they really start to get that like, okay, you're trading something right. of value, number one. Um, and then I set a timer. Okay. So I'm kind the the downside of that is you are kind of the time you're still management police. The way it's kind of worked out though, too, most kids shows that they might want to watch that are on like Netflix or mm-hmm. Disney or whatever are like, 22 minutes. Yes. So they know that like their 45 minute token for the day is basically will get them two shows. Gotcha. So they just kind of like now are pretty good about like, okay, after the two shows, then we're done. Okay. So that's kind of our general way that we manage it right now. Um, And we'll get into some more about like kind of how they use things for school and whatever too. But okay. Okay. Okay, so at our house, we don't have a television in the house, but our boys at seven and nine do get screen time every week on either computers. We have, they use like mine and Chris's laptops that they can use or on the one iPad that we own. They either play Minecraft on the computers or watch shows or movies on Netflix Kids. Also new this week because they are off on their road road trip. They got surprised with a Nintendo Switch Lights, Ooh, the little handheld gaming system. Mm-hmm. That was so exciting. These are like 
the Game Boys that we had in the 90s, except 1,000% better. (laughs) Like, I'm a little jealous. I am totally jealous, and I definitely am looking forward to playing. (laughs) And it's just, like, giving me all those, like, that nostalgia and just, like, the the tactile memory of, like, playing my Game Boy on long road trips. And I just, like, really want to play Donkey Kong You're like, you better really have that charged up for me when I get there. (laughs) Yeah. My turn. So our screen time rules during the school year are that they the boys can have screen time playing Minecraft or watching shows or now playing with their Switches, mm-hmm. but that's new, on Friday after school until dinner time, and then also on Saturday and Sunday starting at noon, conveniently aligned with Maeve's nap time. Oh, I like this. For about two like and a this. half hours. Uh-huh. And that's just a little squishy because it kind of is like... If Maeve is still sleeping and everything is peaceful, yeah, we're not gonna just rock the boat. let it roll. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so now that it is summer, Chris and I still need to kind of have our conversation about how we're going to manage screen time. But I think what we did last summer, and I think probably what we'll do, is just let them have those two, two and a half hours of screen time every day. Line At that up time. with nap time. Mm-hmm. It's super fun for them. It gives Chris and I a break. Yep. And that seems totally reasonable. Maeve is two. She doesn't get any regular screen time with apps or shows, but also so clear how ubiquitous screens are in her life because she asked for picture Maeve, picture Maeve, <laughs> which means she wants to look at pictures or videos of yeah. herself. Yeah. So definitely reflective that uh-huh. screens are everywhere. I would say overall, I feel pretty good about screen time in our house. I really like that we have the firm boundaries on screens and that the boys aren't getting screen time mm-hmm. like every single day and that they know there are boundaries and limits on it. Mm-hmm. And they really have gotten to where there is still some, you know, some disappointment attitude trying to negotiate, mm-hmm. but it's been such a firm boundary for a long time yeah. that, you know, they really are pretty, pretty good about respecting it. Well, so and that I feels think with good. how prevalent it is and how, I, I mean, I think you almost have to have it even for yourself to not just like totally rely on that. But the kids need, otherwise you're just saying no all the time. That's what was happening too, is my girls were just asking me and depending on my mood, sometimes it was yes, yes, sometimes it was no. And it was not really fair to them Mm -hmm. because they, it wasn't teaching them to like value that time or to have like their own boundaries around it. This helps them like, okay, do I really want to spend my time doing that? That I like earn, you know, it's kind of giving them that Mm -hmm. their time is not money yet, right? Right. Like ours is, but like they're starting to learn that. And I think it's, I think it's amazing. And you're doing an amazing job of this, using it, like making the most of it, right? Using your screen time wisely. If they always get it, then it doesn't give you a break ever. Mm -hmm. Like use it intentionally when the little one's napping or when, you know, when my kids were little, they did not turn on the TV until like that witching hour of like four to six while I'm trying to make dinner and stuff. And then they were, even though they were young, they were like engrossed in Mm. their PBS kids and their, you know what I mean? So like- Honestly, what they just need to like, kind yeah, of zone out for yeah. a little bit because they're cranky and tired yes. and you just need to get dinner like I ready. I will set you up with a snack mm-hmm. and some Daniel Tiger. Why? Yeah. It just go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's really, they're very educational. A lot of, you yeah. can use it to your advantage. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So totally. use it, make it work for you. Yeah. So what are the different apps, games, and media that your kids have access to? And I bet you have some great things to share because I know it can be part of your homeschool curriculum. I would love to hear any favorites that you recommend and definitely any that you steer clear of. Okay. I don't feel like I'm great about this because I'm not, I'm just not very technologically organized as we have 
um, talked about before on this show, but both of my kids do have a iPad mini, um, that honestly they mostly use now for school and travel. So mm-hmm. they do have some apps and things on that that I'll talk about. And then we did this year, get them both a Chromebook because okay. they to use for school because they're starting to do early research things and they're starting to type up all of their like final copies of their writing mm-hmm. and stuff and learn to type. So they both have both of those, but it's definitely not unlimited access. Mm-hmm. Um, for school, we use Epic Books. We have a subscription mm-hmm. to Epic Books that is amazing and just something you can let them go loose on. So sometimes, you know, during their screen time, they will just use it to do that. There's little videos on there. Mm-hmm. There's read to me books. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Um, they do, they have like a supplementary math curriculum on their iPad called teaching textbooks. And that is a paid subscription, but it's, and it's literally like, some homeschoolers use that as their full math mm-hmm. and I might more as it gets into higher math. Um, but they do that now mostly like as extra practice or as like, okay, math is on the iPads today. Cause I just can't, Yeah, <laughs> but it's actually literally te- a textbook that teaches them. So yeah. it's like a instructor doing a lesson. They have practice examples. They have an assignment that they do on there. It keeps grades for you. So that sounds great. That is pretty cool. Um, we use a couple apps like Prodigy for practicing math. It's kind of just like a game-based app. Okay. Stack the States is a really fun one Ooh. Um, for practicing like, like state geography. And yeah. Ooh. And then abcia.com. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids, you can do like all grade levels of elementary at least in different subject areas. So they'll do some things on there. Um, we use typing.com, which is a free and excellent typing program. I want to get my boys into this this and summer. And they love it because it's like awesome. game-based yes. and it's... They have learned so much about how to type. It's crazy just from playing like t- these little 20 minute games That's on here. Awesome. So typing is such a critical it is skill. Now. Yeah. I cannot. And it is amazing to me when I see adult people in yes. professional jobs, like doing the hunt and peck. Yes. I just, I want to die because it's yes. like you are working so much harder. Oh my gosh. Yes. So now that we're getting into typing papers and stuff like that, I'm like, you guys need to know mm-hmm. how to type. So it is helping so much. Um, they do have the kids version of YouTube, which, okay. I've got some YouTube is just strong thoughts. YouTube is probably my biggest problem with screens Mm -hmm. because it's only the kid version. So at least they're not going to get anything like super inappropriate, but it's still the most mindless garbage on there about like, you know, there's funny things like a cat video, but then there's like just somebody opening toys yeah, or somebody like eating weird food or yeah. just, and they gravitate towards the weirdest crap. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I will often say, yes, you can spend a token, but not on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we have it set up. We all have Apple devices. So we have it set up where we can see what sites oh, they've been on and stuff. Gotcha. Um, and I'm gonna tell you how I learned about that the hard way as okay. well, but <laughs> They also can message us on their iPads, that's so that's fun. cute. I've talked about that before. Yeah. It's also excessive uh-huh. sometimes when we're on a trip. <laughs> um, they do have Minecraft on their iPads, but my kids are not huge into gaming. Like we got them a Nintendo Switch even for Christmas, and they just—they're not huge video game kids, mm-hmm. which I'm not mad at. But also sometimes I'm a little bit like, "But go play Doctor right. Mario. It's really fun." Right? Yes. <laughs> so come on. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at with what they have access to. Okay. So for my boys, they 
do play Minecraft. That has been a big love of theirs for, I would say, year and a half. I think they got into it at a cousin's house, like mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and it has remained a love. And I will just say, for those of you who don't know, because this was this was me two years ago, I was like, I've heard the word Minecraft. Right. What does that even mean? So it's a video game where everything in the game, even clouds and animals, is built out of blocks for some reason. I don't know why. It's all <laughs> very square-based. Uh-huh. And you direct your character. It's like first person character. You direct your character to go around building things, collecting resources, sometimes killing animals and other creatures, which I was a little hesitant at first. It was like, is this Mm -hmm. violent? But I will say really the point of the game isn't violence. It's usually the boys are just building these huge tree houses or Mm -hmm. these mines or a giant pen for some reason, they're 100 sheep that they have. (laughs) And so (laughs) I would say, I wouldn't say it's educational, but it is creative in a way. It is. Yeah. And so I actually do like that about it. And also now they have like weird knowledge about iron ore and other materials where something will come up and I'll be like, steal something is like, oh, well, that's made of iron. And like, I'm like, why do you know that? Or like like our weird knowledge of dysentery from Oregon Trail. Totally. Exactly. (laughs) Like they'll mention like amethyst and I'm like, why do you know that? So that's, (laughs) that's kind of funny. They they do have unrestricted access on Netflix Kids. It, usually we kind of try to check in mm-hmm. and see what they're watching. But I will say I honestly am really relying on Netflix to, to, to do that management like, yeah. for me. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I think that's really the greatest idea. <laughs> You're like, I'm admittedly maybe not. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say that, that, that would be a weakness there. So on their switches, their little handheld gaming systems that they just got I really am not familiar with all these games yet. So they've got a Smash Brothers game, which I understand to be a fighting game, but it's like Nintendo characters and not like UFC yeah, teeth getting knocked like out. Like real mm-hmm. Yeah. Got Mario Kart. They've got Minecraft on there and a game Zelda that apparently is very cool, but this is all new to yes. me. So yeah. <laughs> um, I will say steering clear of, they are not allowed on YouTube or even kids YouTube. Personally, I just, I don't love YouTube because of all just the dumb yeah. inane stuff that automatically, iPad. automatically really comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel really leery of it as a parent. I heard a podcast episode a few years ago, even before they were having much screen time. And it really got into YouTube and specifically kids YouTube mm-hmm. that I will link to in the show notes. And, and really that like made up my mind. I was already a little bit like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, my impression was that there is just, even though there is some regulation and Mm -hmm. oversight on YouTube kids, it is not as strict as you would expect it to be or want it to be. And there's a lot of just not only inane, but just sassy, weird, but also weird getting to be nearly inappropriate Mm -hmm. stuff where it's just like, like, like maybe it's not specifically violent or something, but it's just like weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that I'm That's just been like my experience no. with it. I'm too. just like just no. Yeah. And the the thing with just that you could go down a rabbit hole of kids just opening thing. No. Yeah. Just, just no. Just consumerism. Yeah. I will say the reason I have been reluctant to take it off is we will use it for art a lot, and okay. they love that. So they will look up like how to yes. draw cats or and whatever, we, and they'll watch have, a tutorial. We have done that sometimes. So yeah, I will say. The times and the way I would feel comfortable using it is if we are sitting right there yes. or like set them up and I'm like, this is, I know how long this uh-huh. is going to last. So I know when it's over, you're done. Yeah. And I will say 
oh, well, we'll talk about this in a minute, but mine are not allowed to have computers or iPads out of our view. Gotcha. So they do not Very go good. in the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. They do not, which I just feel like is setting the stage later for mm-hmm. phones get plugged in at night somewhere other than yeah. your bedroom. Yeah. And I just... Uh, again, I learned that the hard way. So let's, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, another site I will say that we steer clear of, and this is really random, but it's called pokey.com, P-O-K-I. Somehow the kids discovered it during quarantine. I think one of them was actually assigned like some math game on there. It's mm-hmm. like this weird site where there's just, it's free and there's just all these little games mm-hmm. and mostly just like really dumb little yeah. games. Like teachers were just probably desperate for like totally. a free something yes. to recommend. Exactly. <laughs> and so for whatever math game it was, it was fine. But then suddenly they knew about this whole world of games and it was one of those things where I just like didn't want to have the fight about it. It yeah. was a choose your battles, but yeah, it was just dumb stuff some things that was like ooh, that is a little bit violent or suddenly it was like something where it was like just online users and i was like yeah okay we had to yeah. so we had i don't to, know where this is going yeah <laughs> so we had to say none of that and otherwise they are not allowed to just be like out on the internet oh, no, no. And same, yeah. same thing where it's like you log into minecraft and that's what yeah. you do on your computers Okay, what are the criteria you use for evaluating an app game media etc for your kids Okay. Number one is how they act on it. Like how my kids actually act interacting with that. And after being asked to get off of it, Mm. because I can tell when something is becoming like a mindless obsession by how cranky they are when I'm, when asked to put it away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I can tell just like all of a sudden they have like sass that I know didn't that came from whatever they were watching. Mm -hmm. So I just try to be really mindful of that. I will say a helpful tool too has been the common sense media website to just type in like even a movie or a book or whatever to be like, okay, what is this? Are there any trigger warnings here? Cause even sometimes my kids can be, I'm very careful about how adoption Mm -hmm. is portrayed and how difficult family situations are portrayed Mm -hmm. sometimes because it's, um, and a lot of kids media, that stuff is portrayed very negatively, like yeah. the big bad foster mom or yeah. the, you know, so I'm just careful about a lot of that. Um, and I will say I'm not very prudish in terms of like, I don't even care about language as much. Mm-hmm. I don't care about, like, I just am not super strict about stuff like that. If mm-hmm. I feel like it's good art yeah. or good content in mm-hmm. general that they're learning from. So I will even lean a little bit more adultish maybe if it's quality. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of my real general, not super helpful answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's always evolving. For us, we are definitely very aware of violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just, it's so prevalent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so so just being mindful of that. I mean, like I said, even in Minecraft, you can kill a cow and there's some bloodshed. Some zombies or something. Yes, Mm -hmm. but that definitely feels very different than a lot of media out there. And it is something that if there's going to be a movie that we're going to watch together and we think there's going to be some violence, it might be something we kind of talk about ahead of time or kind of making sure to address afterwards. Mm -hmm. Also, it can't be just completely inane and dumb. That's, that's honestly one of my biggest criteria. That is just, and I do feel like afterwards, it's like, they just almost have like that 
antsy, bored yeah. energy. It's and like there's just like junk a fallout. food and like yes. a sugar crash. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. Yeah. Just like binging on something just like so yep. gross, like, and maybe a little bit, but too much. You just, yep. you do see how it can affect yeah. them. And they just don't have the maturity and understanding to realize like, eh, I don't really feel great when right. I watch this because right. they're just like so sucked in. So also I will say, I'm not sure how to exactly capture this, but is the enjoyment that the kids will get or the break that Chris and I will get yes, worth yes. the inevitable worst behavior or whining when it's over? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Where is, is that line? It? Where is that line? Yep. Both for what they're consuming and how long we let them do it. Yep. So that is always something, always a factor. <laughs> it's a moving target. Yes. Okay. So the tween years are very near on the horizon for oh, you man. and pretty close mm-hmm. for me as well. So what are your thoughts so far on kids using social media, having their own phones, all of these big kind of scary topics mm-hmm. in the very near years? I'm going to tell you what I am. I have no problem being the not fun mom. And I have even less of a problem being the not fun mom on this one. Me too. Like not only will you not have your own phone, You will not be hanging out watching your friends' phones. Your friends' phones will be checked at the door. Mm -hmm. You, I honestly, like, I just know the effect that social media has had on our adult society Mm -hmm. and then all the research coming out about what it's doing to kids and their underdeveloped brain and the dopamine hit that they get from likes and follows. And it's like, no, they're not ready for this yet. We're not ready. We have not evolved as a society to understand how to filter information this is one of those things where I really feel like the technology has surpassed our ability to cope and we need to protect our kids a little bit. And I'm not even just talking about from like, you know, predators online. I think that yeah. that is like the boogeyman theory that people are like, oh, it'll be fine. Just put your parental controls. And I do think a lot of that is protected with mm-hmm. parental controls. I'm just more talking about the bad social interaction habits they're learning, the addiction to constant input, mm-hmm. all of that. I'm yeah. like, no, yeah. thank you. No, and thank you. Being able to develop just the 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 wherewithal, the self knowledge of being able to set it down and mm-hmm. do something else. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's so hard for us. Yes, that's hard for adults who understand fully intellectually the value of doing other things. Mm-hmm. Kids are not going to see that. And and why would you give up this thing that's literally hitting all of the centers in your brain, like evolutionally speaking? Right. So I I have said, like, first of all, I've been, I kind of joke with, I'm like, you better get a job. Mm-hmm. When you can pay for your own phone, you're ready for your own phone. Mm. That's how I literally feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't buy into that they have to have it to get in touch with me. They have to, no, I think there are ways that they can get in touch with you if they need to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sending them to places where the parent can't be in touch with me right. or where I'm not right. checking in with that parent at these ages. My kids don't go to public school. So there's like, no, right. I, I mean, if I have to pick them up from somewhere, I know what time I need to pick them up from somewhere. Right. They're starting to get freedom with their little, um, you know, Fitbit watches of like, they can go play in the neighborhood and be mm-hmm. back at a certain time, but they don't need a phone for that. Right. And I just think like, I think I'd rather err on the side of my parents were so strict and never let me have a phone mm-hmm. because I don't think even, even seeing kids, you know, and I'm waiting for, um, like Vanessa to be done with her gymnastics. And there's a group of kids, maybe like a couple years older than her, 12, 13, who are waiting for their class to start. 
there is so much drama happening around the one or two kids that have a phone. Really? The fighting about the phone, the show me what's on that. The And I don't even think they're necessarily doing anything like bad, bad. Yeah, right. But it's like there's extra friendship drama they don't need. There's mm-hmm. extra texting, Snapchat, yeah. it's just whatever like all drama. centered around that. Yeah. And it's really sad because that's time that they would be just interacting with the actual humans mm-hmm. around them. And the, the phone would not be like the center of their universe. So I'm just like... I can't imagine a time that I will be buying you a phone. You yeah. better you better have a job, a car, right. insurance. I mean, I don't know. When you're grown, that's <laughs> what I have to say about that. So I will say we are laying, trying to lay a lot of groundwork about how screen time, it, like we're not talking super specifically about the dangers of the internet, but talking about how it's like having a car or it's like drinking alcohol. It's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's for adults mostly. Mm-hmm. And you're right now learning how to use it responsibly and you're learning how to be trusted with it and you're building trust for us. Mm-hmm. So like the way you act about your iPad right now and listening to the rules about that and showing us you can follow that is earning that trust to get more responsibility mm-hmm. with screens. So that's just kind of my general approach is to be mean <laughs> and say no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, we feel the exact same way. And screens ha- it are something that we have been just very, very intentionally mindful and doing more minimally than I think we see a lot of other of our mm-hmm. friends and parents doing. And and everyone makes makes their own right. decisions for their family. That is just what feels right to us. And yeah, I agree. I mean, honestly, since Dash was in kindergarten, he's been asking oh, yeah. Santa for yeah. an iPad Mine and too. an iPhone, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, the, the asking for those things honestly started, ready for it. started so much earlier yeah. than I would have expected. Yeah. So far, Chris and I just feel very comfortable having those firm boundaries and having many more restrictions than we do see other kids their age having. Um, just because like, like you said, kids, even teenagers, older kids Mm -hmm. on social media just makes me so nervous because of the way it, it sucks you in Mm -hmm. and I think can warp their sense of engaging in just the outside world on things that are not screens and how they interact with people, um, seeing yourself in terms of looks and comparison and that feeling of Mm -hmm. missing out, which is already just such, such a feeling and experience you have as a middle schooler and teenager anyway, without social media. So I honestly just can't imagine how that yeah, like, I feel that I honestly feel bad for kids that have to navigate that mm-hmm. with all the other pressures of that I remember from middle school and mm-hmm. high school of feeling like you don't belong or you yeah. don't you know yeah so I know that our kids will get phones and access to apps and all of that stuff I think a lot later than mm-hmm. their friends but it's something that Chris and I feel so strongly about and I'm very thankful we're very much on the same page mm-hmm. about that that we just feel totally okay with the disappointment the complaining yep. that the boys might have um, we're gonna stick to our timelines and the access that we think is healthy and appropriate for them. And I hope that they'll appreciate it and be glad mm-hmm. of it one day. But but even if they're not, I, I think they'll yep. be better for it. This is like the information that we have as their parents. Yep. We're doing what doing we think the best is we best. Can. So yes. Mine put a a phone on their Christmas list every year. And then mm-hmm. they put, and we just laugh. We literally laugh out loud at them. And then they put in parentheses, probably not going to happen. <laughs> it's like they know. <laughs> Just, but just yeah. in case. Yep, just in case. Just I mean, I'm open case. to receiving a phone. Exactly. If you decide to just be a so cool you know, parent. I just I would still like one. 
So I like how they're covering all their yep, bases. Yep. Okay. And finally, do you have any, and we, I think we've both alluded to them. Do you have any kids screen time fails or lessons that you've learned the hard way? Okay. I have two. One of them is we were at, we were at a friend's house. No, we had friends at our house and there was just like kind of a mixed group. Some people had kids, some people didn't. It was like a pool party in and out. And this was like a few years ago. Like Vanessa was probably five. Um, and we had like Vivo, which is not even really a thing anymore. I think you have to get it through YouTube, yeah. but we had just like a video channel on for like music, like yeah. backyard hip hop, backyard pool party music, whatever. Well, a lot of that, it doesn't even, it's just like a lyric video or it's mm-hmm. whatever. They are so little, they were pretty oblivious to any of that anyways. But of course, the one video that pops up as the kids are in the living room, like eating their food around the coffee table because it was hot out is a very explicit Nicki Minaj video, <laughs> like the Anaconda song, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, whoop, like turned the channel really quick. And Vanessa was legit mad at me. Like I was being such a prude. And I'm like, you are five. She's like, what's wrong with that? And oh I was gosh. like, that is not appropriate for kids. She's like, why? Like got so offended because she's like, this is my jam, oh, that's you know, right. yeah. and we're not, I will say we don't censor music a ton, especially because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not a visual thing. Right. So they don't, a lot of it goes over their yes. head. We'll listen to stuff in the car with them and, you know, not be quite. So she had like recognized the song gotcha. probably or, right. so, you know, the beat in general. And I was just like, okay, another that's closely related to how she once told me as we were pulling into the Target parking lot, turning off the radio. She's like, Cardi B really likes dollars. <laughs> I was like, mm, I probably, they're starting to get more aware that's and right. I should that's really right. pay attention to the music we're listening to. But the other thing that kind of our rule about not having phones or, you know, screens in their rooms was related to they, we had our Epic book subscription mm-hmm. and they were getting really into audiobooks and they have a lot of audiobooks on Epic. Like they have the Wings of Fire series mm-hmm. and whatever. So during quiet time, which is right after lunch, they, they can go in their room and they can do puzzles or reading or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I was making the exception that you can bring your iPad in there if it is, um, if you're listening to Epic books, because it was just the easiest way for them to listen to it. Well, I also got lazy with checking my screen time. Mm-hmm. They were telling me about all these books that they were reading. Okay. And I was like, hmm. So I go on my like screen time thing in the, the family screen time thing in my phone. And it was like four to five hours a week on YouTube. Oh. <gasps> On kids' YouTube, and they were just in there on their iPad, and their oh. behavior had gone down, oh my god, down, down. And I'm like, "What in the world?" So they were totally lying about oh. listening to Epic oh, books. Oh boy, not smart enough to figure out that I can see it. But I wasn't in in fairness, I wasn't yeah. checking every day, and they knew that. Yeah. So they got busted. Oh They man. no longer could have their iPads in their rooms. Um, that was a lesson learned. What were they, sure. what were they liking to watch? Do you even know? Just or just like, kind of, they whatever. love like kind of. Harry Potter spoofs, but there was like okay. some stuff on there that's really like, like playing pranks, but they were not funny pranks. Yeah, they no, were totally, naughty totally. or it was like teenagers mm-hmm. doing stuff that is like not really age appropriate for them. Yeah. It's like, I would laugh about that maybe with my teen, right. but not with a eight and 10 year yeah. old that don't are still figuring out like what is real. Where's the line? You know, right. they're already at that place where they're like 
joking really rudely because they don't really know right they're just trying to where the line is funny those older kid jokes so i was like oh Oh, okay yep and then the only thing that has stopped me from taking kids youtube off completely is how much they use it for art stuff but it's like you have to be downstairs totally where we can see you and check in all the supervision yeah. yeah oh man okay so i have a few to share first of all an interesting thing that i have noticed is almost us restricting screen time so much and just not being in the habit of Mm -hmm. doing that regularly actually means that I just feel like Chris and I are so out of the loop on actually what is appropriate. Right. So then in the times when it has been like, oh, we're on vacation, let's do a family movie or it's a rainy or super hot or whatever day, screen time would be great right now. We kind of don't know what to turn to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there was a particular time, this was maybe even three years ago. So the, the boys were fairly young and I think we were in Austin visiting my parents and it was like a super rainy summer day. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? Let's watch a movie. So we're looking, you know, what could we watch? And it was like, oh, Mulan, mm-hmm. this like just the classic uh-huh. Disney Mulan movie. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, has a girl heroine, like about a different culture. <laughs> so we put it on and I seem to remember it being kind of funny. It is so much about war. Yeah. Oh yeah. All about war. That is basically the whole thing. There were like a couple of laughs and then just war. Yeah. And I was just like, Ooh, so that's been really funny that, yeah. Kind of when you're out of the loop like that, I'm almost like, gosh, even though we restrict it, we kind of need to do more Mm -hmm. to make sure we know what to engage in when we actually want to do it. So that is like kind of funny. This just happened very recently, and now I cannot remember the conversation that we were having, and maybe it was a conversation about when the boys get phones one day, or it was something about that, and and using screens, or or maybe summertime, and Mm -hmm. when the boys, and how much they'd get to be on screens, or something, and then Dash said something like, but you and mama are on your screens all the Mm, time. That's always a real kicker. And I was like, Also, like, yep. and it's hard because you like some of it is work, yeah. some of it, but it is. But you know what? And Chris was, he was like, you know what? You're right. And he said, I do have to do work on my phone, but I will say sometimes I use it as an excuse. I'll check my email, mm-hmm. but then I go check some sports scores right. or go right. look and at, just go look at some something time. else. So yeah, as the kids are getting older, it and, and we have these conversations, you know, every so often. And that was another time was like, we need to check our own screen time use yes. and model the behavior yeah. that we are expecting so from them. Yeah. So it is really hard and just interesting. Um, I think maybe that I think inspired us to make a rule that we said something like, okay, in the morning before the kids get ready and go off to school. And then in the afternoon when they come home, our phones need to be away mm-hmm. unless we have them out to listen to music. But I think we had something like, you can call us on it. And if you see us using our phone for something, we have to go put our phone mm-hmm. in timeout. Mm-hmm. So the last one that I am thinking about since Maeve is getting into this preschool age is that we really did no screen times, no shows or whatever for the boys when they were little. And so we honestly didn't experience like the sweet, Little shows, shows, yeah. You know, Sesame Street, Daniel Tiger, Mr. Rogers. And so I am kind of feeling like this time around with Maeve. Mm -hmm. And and it's kind of different too, because I'm home with her a few days a week. So we have these 
longer days and like more time to fit some, fit something in like that, that I am actually thinking that I might in the next year or so make that more a part Mm -hmm. of our regular routine Mm -hmm. because, oh, just the sweet, like well-made little preschool shows are just, you know, and they have come a long way Mm -hmm. in terms of like inclusivity and like really trying to teach some social emotional learning. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that is like kind of something that I feel myself maybe shifting my Mm -hmm. stance on screen time for, Mm -hmm. for that age. I like it. All right, let's move on to obsessions. What are you obsessed with lately? This might be an old lady one, but I don't think so. I'll be the I judge just, of that. I just fell back in love with Birkenstocks. Like, mm. fell back hard from my high school days. They're I mean, back. They, they are back. They're they back. are back. And so I think it's okay, but it's one of those things. It's like, can I still participate in <laughs> that's this? That's right. Am I doing but this because it's trendy right. or because I'm... <laughs> but that's, to me, one of those things that also kind of never went away totally. fully. I feel like it's a classic, like a yeah. converse situation. Uh-huh. And let me tell you what, they are worth every penny and very comfortable. And we live, I I have this mental block because we live in the desert Mm -hmm. and sandals were like a novelty in Wisconsin. Like you could only really wear them like (laughs) a few days a year and that depended on a nice day. And here I'm like, no, but there are main footwear, right? Like I can invest in something that's good for my feet and actually looks cute and is comfortable and is not going to give me like plantar fasciitis because yeah. I'm wa- wearing flip flops <laughs> right. around all the time. Right. So I did invest in like a taupe suede pair. And then I actually got some pool slides that are oh. Birkenstock and they're, they were only like 30 bucks, but yeah. they're, they fit my feet perfect. Like mm-hmm. my foot is shaped like yeah. a Birkenstock. I have a wide foot. <laughs> Birkenstock shaped feet. Like literally exactly That's fits great. my foot. So You're I like just, Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is this is the shoe that was made for me. I'm thinking in winter, the Birkenstock clogs would be perfect for oh, living in Arizona. That would be cute. Just slide them on, but yeah. has a little more toe That's coverage. Right. So I'm just, I'm <laughs> all in. Okay. I mean, I'm not wearing them with like, you know, English teacher jumpers or okay. anything like that, but I'm, I'm rocking the Birkenstocks okay. and loving it. Okay. Let me ask you this because yes, I was into the Birkenstocks in high school. I feel like I can still picture them and I had maybe a couple of pairs and I just wore them to death. Yes. I think I'm honestly maybe a little bit scarred, but when I was wearing them in Texas, it is hot and humid. Mm-hmm. They got just disgusting and sweaty? smelly oh. and sweaty. And I just have sweaty feet. I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to put it out there. That's who I am. Well, I don't think my feet are particularly sweaty because I've okay. never had a sweaty foot issue. Like, okay. Okay. So that's one thing. But then and also, it's dry here. See, that's the thing. I think it was probably other, mostly other the sandals that I have here. Still, still the same Kelsey. Still the same feet. But I'm not getting the sweaty foot. Yeah, issue I do here. think the humidity really because really it's about how fast does that sweat dry. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the same reason we can wear kind of wear jeans here, like even when right. it's 90 degrees, because right. it's you're not sitting in like swamp butt. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> So great point. Okay. Well, I do think it makes a difference. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see them on your feet. I mean, the classic Birkenstock sandal is named Arizona. That's like the name of the model. Wow. The classic with the two buckle. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The pair that I had in high school and it was like a, it was like a new style. Yeah was the three strap, like yeah. the three you thinner were, strap. Yeah, you were branching out. It was really on the cusp of fashion <laughs> then, in the early 2000s. Past the horse phase. That's right. Into the three. It's really a golden time for me, fashionably <laughs> you, speaking. You peaked. You peaked right there. <laughs> okay. My obsession, I don't think I've shared this yet. It is the Turby Twist hair towel. 
Ooh. Do you know about these? I could your of this. could your could hair, hair contain? Contained. This is what I, I'm not I'm sure if it's like an extra large yeah, for like your thick large. curly hair. Um, yeah, my cousin recommended these to me, and it was just like a light bulb thing because I will. I was always getting out of the shower. I would always need two towels. Yes, which is just a lot to gather and make sure you <laughs> yes. have. Or you're just walking around nudie with the one towel yeah. and you feel a little exposed. Right. Oh, okay, so you would choose to cover your hair oh, yeah. than your body. Oh, because- okay. <laughs> Because my hair is very drippy. That's right. And then I'm just like wet all over again. So I got to keep the the obvious choice. Mine's not, mine's not as much to manage. So I think I would usually choose the body, (laughs) but then I've got the drippy hair and it just don't feel good. So Uh anyway, the Turby twist, I'm pretty sure this is like an as seen on TV situation, (laughs) but it's great. It's It's like a microfiber. It's the microfiber towels you know, you put them on, there's a little loop in the back so there you can secure them. Oh. It's not this big giant Floppy towel. towel. It's so great. Okay. I have started giving I need an gifts. extra large. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to check into that for Start you. giving it as gifts. <laughs> I've already gifted them at least once. I think it was well received. Who doesn't need one of those? We all do. We all do. If you have hair past like one inch, you could use it. Yeah. So the boys, the boys sometimes will request them. They feel very like spa like they're like, <laughs> Oh, can you put that hair towel on me? And they look so cute in it. So That's so funny. Kids, kids get excited. All too. right. Good. All right. Good for everyone. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Find us in between episodes on Instagram. We would love to hear about your kid screen time rules and things you love, things you steer clear of. We are High Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. That's a wrap. Summer. That's a wrap. In the bag. We freaking did it. (laughs) I'm real proud of you, Fred, because you had a lot more going on to get to this point today than uh, so worth it. Anyway, so we got caught. The last thing I will say is I honestly feel like, and the last one that I will share, and this is. Can you just close the deal, Kelsey? <laughs> Bring it home, Kels. Bring it home. <laughs> We're almost there for the summer. So close. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we go. And then also on Saturday and sun time. Sun time? <laughs> Are you using like a Mayan sundial? <laughs> yes. <laughs> When the sundial reaches past, <laughs> when the great yellow god <laughs> descends from the sky, screen time is done.